Yo, what is up, guys? Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, joined, as always, by my phenomenal friend, Mr. J.W. Crewall. J.W., how's it hanging? Hey, it's going pretty well, Riley. Thanks for asking. How are you? Well, I, I asked how it was hanging, not how it's going. Ah, it is hanging very... What what adjectives can I well, use to describe? I <laughs> you can use it's, it's, it's hanging well. <laughs> it's hanging well. It's hanging ten. It's doing a good job hanging. Uh, you said it, not me. <laughs> Anything exciting going on in the in the world of Mr. Crewall? Yeah, well we got the closing on the house and a week from tomorrow. A week from tomorrow. Oh. Yeah, so I'll have keys in hand June third. There you go. Oh, so pretty exciting. So it's just kind of, um, you know, figuring out some things. We got to do some, I was talking to you before the cast, just doing like uh, little things around the house and, you know, getting all the furniture and things like that. And then we have to do like insurance and we have to take care of just, you know, little things. But yeah, it's cool. It's been fun. And and what is the address of this house so I can make sure to stop by? Yeah, sure. 86. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so it, it'll, uh, it'll be free to hang mid, mid June, early July. Very exciting. Uh, like a 4th uh, of July kind of situation. That's right. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool. That That's really, really cool. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's getting houses now. Well, it's about that time. That time we're getting old. I, I mean, Ohio's probably the only place you can get a house. <laughs> and even then, not for as reasonable of a price as you'd prefer that's right so yeah it's pretty crazy out here but uh anything new with you riley um yeah things have been going pretty well obviously i was at my family's last week that was really fun i got to see some obviously my family i got to see some friends who were local to the area um and it was it was good it was refreshing um i think uh almost being separated from all of my my closer friends who don't live in madison for so long I didn't realize how much I really missed it until I was like talking with my friend from from Cincinnati and we were just sitting down having like such a nice chat and it just went on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you just miss those kind of moments. But, uh, yeah, it was it was good. Um, and this week has been rather uneventful so far, but you know, there's a lot of things like brewing right now with work. Um, gotcha. Getting a virtual trip for one of my uh, my clients right now where basically spend all day in a zoom call with them wow kind of exhausting yeah no kidding but productive no it's been good cool good stuff yeah and uh you know travel starting to open back up for work as well so yeah to some of my uh my customers clients over the next month be exciting okay cool where's the farthest that you're going um on the immediate radar is richmond um so and is that the trip that you're most excited about or um i have i mean i have a a couple of different clients um i think the virginia one i'd be most excited to meet people i'm working with person okay Um, but it's probably not the one that needs me there the most (laughs) gotcha I, i have another project that's kind of struggling gotcha cool um yeah, you know, I'm I'm just excited for for what's to come. You know, I'm excited to start to return to normal a little bit. People, 
I hear that. I hear that. It's uh, yeah, it's really cool. Um, you know, we're doing a little get together over Memorial Day weekend here in in Ohio, and so I'm excited to see people that I haven't seen in uh, over a year and a half now, which is just crazy. It is really but, crazy to like verbalize it like that, you know, like it's it's so bizarre. <laughs> it is. It truly is. So, uh, well, we got a lot to talk about today, Riley. As always. As always. But why don't we why don't we start it <laughs> off with some of the newer cards that are being revealed? There's some bangers out there, both in terms of the strength of the card and the art of the card. Yeah, absolutely. So the EV Heroes set is a big one on the radar right now in Japan. You know, slowly getting revealed over the last few weeks here. Talked about it a lot on the cast. Not too too many brand new cards have been revealed in the last week. There's one that is catching a lot of people's eyes, uh, and that is going to be the Big Shake. Is that what it's translated to? Yeah, d- well, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, some, it's, it's a shaker bottle. It's, like a it's workout the Vigor Shake, you know. Vigor Shake, yeah. It's, yeah. A, it's a workout shaker bottle, and exactly. it has a crazy effect where you play it to evolve a Pokemon, even if it's the first turn that Pokemon is in play, and then your turn instantly ends. Now, if you're if you're thinking about this from just like a pure balance standpoint, like it might not immediately jump out at you until you think about some of the cards it can be paired with. You know, you're thinking of the Altarias of the world, the Glaceon V Maxes of the world, and also expanded. You know, we're looking once again at things like Trevenant potentially having a way to get that turn one item lock before your opponent gets to play. <laughs> so, JW, yeah. what are your thoughts? You know, there's been a lot of discussion online over the last couple of days about Vigor Shake. Do you think this card is going to be too powerful and expanded? I personally do. Yes. Going from, you know, with my history from the kind of Trevenant Wally era, which was already very oppressive. candy you know same kind of idea right you're you're evolving your pokemon that's a core tenet of the game but this is um abusable you know you can use it on that first turn you can use it when those pokemon get immediately laid down to the field so you're gonna have some broken combos you know in the standard format even you know i'm thinking about wheezing thinking about glaceon expanded thinking about trevenant it just doesn't seem like it would uh, it would benefit the format to have it available. I, I'm inclined to agree. There's definitely a lot of uh, a lot of broken potential in the card, and it's one of those cards that's not super well future proofed either. Like it, 
I always hate the cards that limit the scope of what they're able to make in the future. Like, it makes it much harder to justify a powerful ability on a stage one that interacts with your opponent if you can get it out before they can even play. Um, right. A kind of a follow-up question I have specifically regarding Expanded is, you know, a lot of people are talking about that in the context of Trevenant. Do we think that Trevenant is still, like, a viable force with Vigor Shake added? The reason I ask that is that I feel like Expanded decks have slowly adapted to handle item lock better, and the decks are much tankier. Um, mm. So this, the threat of Silent Fear seems less than it may have been in the past. But maybe that's, I'm overlooking it. Well, that's fair enough. But like, you could also play Glaceon and Weezing in Expanded too. Like, like the yeah. the Vigor Shake opens up the possibility of playing other, you know, other things essentially right you're not just um you know trevin is not just the only kind of abusable combo but you can you know you can port over anything that you want so like yeah taking taking all abilities away on that first few turns like seems really good because a lot of expanded format cards are or a lot of expanded format decks are you know their main form of draw i would argue is (laughs) that is the ability that is true but then you also have you know the honchko deck does a, a similar thing right yeah, that's fair. That's fair with like Silent Lab, you mean? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, Honchkrow is pretty oppressive, I would say. I don't think anyone really enjoys having Honchkrow available. I, I don't disagree, um, but I think uh, I'd also say that, you know, we use Honchkrow Lab combo. True, true. Yeah, and that's fair. I mean, the expanded format is... Um, there's a lot of things wrong with the expanded format, I would <laughs> say. That's not um, in the best place. Maybe we'll talk about that like in the next few episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole another episode for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, just interesting. And I, I was also curious, um, you know, c- this card is is most key to get it off on the first turn of the game first. Uh, so without access to a supporter, how would you build your deck to reliably use it? Use this card in particular? Are we talking in Expanded? In either format, but focusing on Expanded. Yeah, so if you're in Expanded, I mean, you probably don't play a high count, maybe like one or two. Uh, well, probably about two, maybe two to two to three. I, just anyway, not a full count, right? Because they're going to be weaker the longer the game goes on. But then you probably play some kind of support um, for finding that card, be it trainer's mail or be it um order pad you know something like that that's going to give you that additional dig so that you can find those cards somewhat reliably find that vigor shake somewhat reliably but you're not dedicating you know four copies of your deck to that card now if that uh, evolution is your main strategy you know and and you have some other kind of combination there that would make that first turn evolution like absolutely necessary then sure yeah you know do the four um, i'm not thinking of anything right off the bat i would again initially start my testing with the card as being kind of a uh, a two of maybe a three of and then supplement that with cards that would be better in later stages of the game sure sure um, yeah it's, it's interesting to think about um I, I definitely agree like order pad is probably the way to actually get it out of your deck in conjunction <laughs> with trainer's mail um I, I just wonder, like, how reliably, and maybe someone can map that out, like, how reliably you can get it with your opening first. Yeah, and I think generally speaking, um, you know, to bring up your point of saying, like, well, do you think that, you know, there are already a lot of oppressive combos, um, 
you know, and, and yet they maybe don't see as much play. So are people overreacting? I think generally we tend to, as a community and maybe just as a trading card game audience, like just generally speaking, you know, magic Yu-Gi-Oh, I don't know. I'm sure everyone has kind of, Oh my gosh, this new card's going to break everything. Um, it's, I, I feel like it's been a while since that's happened in Pokemon where just one card is completely like ruined a format or, or com- at least in standard. I, I can't remember the last time. Maybe you could argue the tag teams, but um, I guess the release of Zacian maybe, but even then it's not like it was one deck that just oppressed everything. Um, and I yeah. guess you could argue that in the, in the expanded format that kind of stall is ruining that format. But again, that's a whole topic for another day. And stall wouldn't benefit either. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, well, it's just interesting food for thought. You know, I think we can definitely we can table the expanded conversation because I think there's a lot to talk about there about how that format has evolved um, and how it's looking recently. But I, I do want to talk about just some of the gorgeous, gorgeous arts that we have in Heroes set. I mean, aesthetically, this has got to be one of the best sets I've ever seen. This is, you know, the cards from their their basics to their full arts to their special arts are all gorgeous. Yeah, I completely agree. They really went out. I, I mean, I want to say on a limb um, because some of these arts are just kind of um, things that I haven't really seen from a Pokemon card. Um, you know, you have like Sylveon passing out cakes. You have uh, Flareon cozying up next to the fire. Like they're all just they have such a personality to them and such a such a life and vitality. Um, it's really interesting. Yeah. There's definitely like stuff going on in the, the lives of these cards, which is really yeah, fun. a huge story in in every single you know seeker rare here. So I thought it would be fun take a look at all these V's and V maxes for the EVs <laughs> and pick out what your favorite you know your basic V special art is and what your favorite V max special art is because they all mm-hmm. have a special art. Um, I don't know if you have any in mind, but I can start with kind of my personal takes. Yeah. Um, in terms of the, the basic Vs, I love the Sylveon. It, passing out the cakes, the art is really clean. It is just so, 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 so cute. Um, like, I would happily accept a little a little cupcake from that Sylveon. Um, but the... Did, did you know that all of the... All of the basic V secret rares, they're all tied into, you know, Beauty and the Beast. Did you know that? That I, the theming is Beauty and the Beast, right? You got the woods with I the Leafeon curling but... up next to the fire with the Flareon. You got the bookstore with the <laughs> How does the Jolteon fit into that? Okay, maybe Jolteon. Maybe Umbreon <laughs> doesn't fit into that. You know, those, they're the odds <laughs> But I, I, I do see, like, a couple of <laughs> things that maybe fit in with that theme. Um and for the VMAX, and I, I also, one thing I want to call out about the VMAX is, is I love how they play into the VMAX. It's actually being huge in the, yes. in the secret EVs. Finally. Like, they are in, like, a physical space that, like, as a regular person, you can identify with, and they're just gigantic. Right. right. Um, of those, there's a lot of them that I like, and the Espeon is, is probably my favorite, but we've already talked about that one. Um. Otherwise, I really love the Umbreon, um, mostly okay. because, and we were talking about this right before the cast, I love like recurring themes in the card art, and Umbreon's back on his classic tower, except 
now it is absolutely massive <laughs> like dwarfing the tower with its size i just think that's that's such a cool like reference to the previous yeah. umbreon arts um, yeah it's really cool to see like every umbreon card kind of tying back to that yeah it's got a great little you know artwork going on in terms of just the style the feel of it really dark really kind of moody and um yeah neat Neat yeah, card. I like how the yellow of the lights shining through the building like matches Umbreon. It's definitely very intentionally and well designed. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah, it's very cool. So, uh, for me, I have a couple of different favorites. I'd, I'd say my favorite V Seeker Rare is probably the Glaceon sitting on a little bench, <laughs> contemplating life. I don't know, contemplating their next adventure. Definitely Just kind of moseying over there. It looks like a you know, you got, you're waiting for mom at school, you know, just kind of not a care in the world. And then I adore, I think this is going to be probably most people's least favorite, but to me, this reminds me of one of my favorite games, Scythe, but I love the Leafeon VMAX. Oh, I like the Leafeon quite a bit, actually. Really? <laughs> it's just something about it's really fun. I don't know. Yeah, it's like doing manual labor. Like, yeah, let's let's get those Pokemon working. Let's spend all all this time and money and energy training them up. Let's put them to work. <laughs> it just has like a very. Someone tweeted about this as well. It has a very Midwest vibe, you know. Like I could, like reminds me of driving through Ohio. <laughs> Super Midwest vibe. It is. It is great. Oh, that's I I like that take. Um, that's awesome. Any of the trainers jump out at you? Um, any of the trainers from the set? Um, not particularly other than, you know, of course, the shake. I, I do want to call out. I love the uh, the Turfield City Gym. Special yep. art, gold art. Really, really cool looking. I'm glad yeah. to see them like continue doing stadium. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a uh, that's something that we haven't seen. You know, they they skipped um a set at least you know of doing those those stadiums uh in that gold so looks really clean really nice can't wait to get my i i probably won't i say like i was about to say i can't wait to get my hands on that but that's probably above my pay grade <laughs> you know there's just so many nice cards you know you have to kind of pick and choose i'm yeah, i'm gonna try to get my hands on talked that. about or above our pay grade yeah yeah <laughs> i mean yeah true true i mean it's amazing right because the evolutions normally are pretty expensive just on the whole like pretty much every evolution card is expensive and then you add into the fact that they're all you know just extraordinarily well done and that's gonna make the price skyrocket for sure <laughs> absolutely agree any other closing thoughts on ev heroes now it looks like a really cool set. I'm excited to see this. Um, the set just completely based around the evolutions. I, I'm struggling to remember another set that has this kind of EV theme where they're all pretty much represented here. So I'm gonna be excited to see how this one uh, how this one plays out. A couple other like more um, announcements closer to home, I guess you could say. Um, so there is a new trainer's toolkit coming out. Uh, which will have Crobat in it. So if you are lacking on Crobats, this is a great way to refuel your collection, just like we did with the Denes. Uh, and there is a Marnie premium trainer collection 
where you can get those full arts of Marnie, those alternate arts that uh, were revealed recently in Japan in an all-new package. It's coming like a little milk carton. And, last but not least, Chilling Rain is just on the horizon here. You know, we're looking at the next few weeks for uh, pre-releases and the, and the actual set drops. So, if you haven't checked it out, make sure to, to go on your favorite website, fullgripgames.com and Full Grip Code, so you can get all those pre-orders in. Cool. Great plug. So, let's jump right into our card of the day. GW, what do you got for yes. us? Yes. Okay, well... This is a card that I think I, I'm going to try this week to give you the Pokedex entry and see if you can guess the Pokemon. Oh, yeah, I'm down. So this is a Pokemon that I this was kind of one of my first decks that I made when I got back into the game in high school. Right. I was playing with friends had all these old cards and I threw this deck together with this kind of being the not maybe not the centerpiece but certainly a, a very integral part of the deck sure and so i'll give you the pokedex entry and see if you can't figure it out so while it loves floral honey it won't gather any itself instead it plots to steal some from combi now i know your first inclination there is to say like well it's it's not, you know, Combi, so it has to be Vespaquin, but that's that's not it. It's no, not I, in that. First thought was not Vespaquin. Family, really? Okay, all right. Well, what do you got? I want to Heracross. Oh, I feel like that's a great guess, but that is not correct. Ah, uh, what is it? Do you really don't want one more? One more guess. Um, yeah. oh no okay this one it's hard it's hard <laughs> I, to be fair it's really hard so this one is motham oh that makes sense okay that makes sense yeah i was like trying to think of because in in diamond and pearl in the games you could put honey on trees and like certain pokemon would be attracted to it ah. um, so i was kind of like trying to go through what those pokemon might be in my head is motham one of those I, I don't know off the top of my head, but it, it makes sense that it would be, which is why I said gotcha. it makes sense. <laughs> See, I... Okay, fair enough. Uh, I have never played Diamond and Pearl. Maybe you can play the remake. When... It's, I, I think so, yeah. I think that'd be really fun. So this Motham from the Arceus set is... It's just... It works with the whole... So the whole idea of the deck was to get out the Motham. It evolves from Burmy. Burmy evolves into wormadam wormadam had like if i remember right some kind of evolution ability where it could evolve on the first turn and any turn that you play the burmy so you could just like spam wormadams and they all had you know different typings of course so you could hit your opponent for weakness on you know whatever would be the optimal uh type right and uh. that was that was the whole deck so this this Mothim was cool because you could search your deck for for these Burmese and Wormadams with the first attack. It was for no cost, cloak party. And then you could attach energy to them so you could get the the Wormadams built up here. 
over the course of of the game with the energy assist is kind of similar to uh kind of similar to Sinchino's yeah. attack in current standard. So, I don't know, just a really cool <laughs> card. One that I really enjoy. That that is cool. I like I vaguely know the Wormadam cards that you're talking about. I definitely know the Burmy. Um, yeah. I don't I don't think I've seen all three of the Wormadam. That's a that's a fun deck. Yeah, super fun. Super fun. Had a really good time with it. <laughs> I love that. I like the introduction of the with the Pokedex entry. That's something I, I think we'll have to keep that ongoing. Well, see, now I'm not gonna be able I'm just so bad at it. <laughs> I'm probably gonna embarrass myself. That's okay. I think the listeners would enjoy MJW embarrassment. Well, fair enough. <laughs> so let's jump into the competitive half of the cast then. Talk about Players Cup 4. Uh, so let's the qualification it. period is now over. JW, um, I'm assuming that you, you made it through with your decent point total at the end of the day. You know what? So, I don't think I did. How did, how did you end? I ended with 92. You oh, know what the cutoff no. was? It's like 94 or 5. No, 93. Is it really 93? <laughs> well, maybe. Uh, at least the last that I checked, uh, 93 was the cutoff. Um, we, now, we don't know. Uh, for some of the other Players' Cups, there were some disqualifications. That's things like, say. you know, juniors and seniors maybe getting points or, or, or um, keys where they, you know, just they can't play really due to more so legal reasons than anything. Not that they're not good enough, not that Pokemon is actively trying to exclude, but um, just because, you know, there, there are some legality things when you're giving away money and holding, you know, competitions. And yeah, it just it gets kind of hairy when you include uh, the younger people. So um, we'll see uh, what happens. But I mean, I, I said this to everyone. You know, and, and especially in Players Cup 3, I, I was like super locked in. Players Cup 4, I felt like I was pretty locked in for, for most of the, the keys. I think I played a little worse in Players Cup 4 than in Players Cup 3, but, you know, a 40-point difference, you know, is pretty pretty yeah. incredible and I think speaks a lot to kind of what I felt the format was like. Um, but to a lot of people, like, you, you got to take every game, you know, and, and play it, like, as well as you can, right? Yeah. Because Because... I, if I end up missing out, I'll have missed out by one point, right? That's literally one game was the difference here yep. between making it in and making it out. I, am I crushed? No. I mean, am I upset? Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I'd love to play, but um, I didn't make it presumably at this point in time. And, uh, you know, I'll just have to live with that. It was but, those um, Rage Q top eights. What's that? It was the rage queue ups and getting top eights. Or I well, yeah, but I don't think I like. So like, I don't think I played that badly. Um, in those Someone rage queue ups. Odds on those. What's that? Someone get the clips. Yeah, I know for real, for real. Yeah, I definitely did kind of like throw like one of my last few keys for sure. Um, <laughs> but I what do I chalk it up to? I chalk it up to, um, just kind of picaron being a very not good deck in the keys that i played it in um yeah. you know in the in the meta that i saw it uh you know that I, in the keys that i played i think i went with picaron and take you know keep in mind you know you say like well you probably didn't play picaron correctly picaron was the only deck that i played for players cup three 
and I was, you know, 13th, right? So like, <laughs> you know, take take that argument. You're listening to this right now and you're like, ah, he just doesn't know how to play peek around. Take that out of your mouth right now. Um, but uh, I ended up, you know, playing peek around. And I, I think I, I'll have to go back and run the numbers, but I think I ended up, you know, with like a 1.25 point per tournament total with peek around mm-hmm. or so, like just something really stupidly low. Um, and I was just finding myself getting eaten up by the Eternatuses and the Urshifu decks and like the single strike Urshifu decks. It was just not good. Anytime I queued up Pikaram, things were going south quickly, just purely based on the matchup. Because Pikaram yeah. is one of those decks that you have the crushing hammer, you have the reset stamp. So in like 85% of the matchups, you're going to have some chance to come back, right? You get a heads on a crushing hammer at the right time. You reset stamp your opponent down the low. You get a tag bolt or or uh, an Alolan Raichu, Raichu, you know, attack, and you can make your way back. But <laughs> but I just wasn't finding that to be the case. And um, that's, yeah, it really kind of led me astray. Yeah. So. Um, I, I feel you there. The meta was definitely rough for Pika, and I played as well. I actually ended up not finishing mine because um, I... And someone in our group chat made like an offhand comment about the dates of the Players Cup, so I ended up looking at it. <laughs> I realized I'm going to be traveling that weekend, uh, yeah. So I kind of like lost motivation. I still kind of wanted to do it just to play the game, but then yeah, of course. <laughs> the the thing that pushed me over the edge <laughs> was I had two tournaments in a row where all three rounds were ADP. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, for the love of the game, I can't even do this. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah, but, I mean, I know you've been you were very swamped over the last month. I, I have been, and it's it's fine. I I played in the last two players' cups. I don't mind sitting one out. Um, but the the meta was very hostile for Pikaram in the keys that I did play outside outside of the two like ADP tournaments that I played in. Um, yep. There's a lot of return to this. A lot of Urshifu, a single and rapid strike that I ran into. I'm just like. Yep a lot of ugly stuff going on and <laughs> it wasn't especially satisfying to keep with the peak ROM into those. Yeah. Um, yeah and if I wasn't sure. playing those, I was playing a mirror. Um, so it was just like, it was kind of ugly. Um, yeah. I was averaging decently with my keys, but, and I on track, on track to, to make it with the, I played, but you know, it just would have taken a couple tournaments to face a fighting deck in those first couple rounds for things. Right, um, absolutely. So, yeah, I definitely was a little bit of hostile of a meta. I don't think I would have not played peek around. I was like, as I was playing, I was trying to think, like, you know, once I hit the third alternative, I'm like, should I switch to, like, something else? And I just couldn't think of anything better. <laughs> yeah. Um, although, I will say the meta, it's definitely, it's definitely shifting a lot, like, over the over the weeks, I feel like like every week the meta feels a little different, and it goes in these weird cycles. So you know, yeah. right now people are really invigorated with Victini with the new Galarian Rapidash is is definitely getting gaining steam. And as like response to that, we see people playing these pure Altaria decks pretty much with Kangaskhan. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. what is going on with the meta? It, it's very it's very unusual right now. Um, I I would say too, yeah, and to to kind of go off that point, it's like if I were to play, you know, if I would have played, I think my keys at the beginning 
of the Players' Cup, I think I have a very different outcome than kind of spreading it out over the course of the tournament. Yeah, just because, like you're saying, people were getting a little bit more experimental. We were seeing, you know, Altaria builds. We were seeing um, just more kind of, you know, I was seeing more single strike towards the end than, you know, towards the beginning. Like, they're just people were being... um, being less meta and a little more rogue. And I think that hurts, you know, well, it, it's just, it's hard to play into that. I saw more stall in the second half than I did in the first half. You know, it's just these kinds of things where like, you're yeah. absolutely right. The meta was shifting pretty significantly throughout the course of the tournament. I, I would agree. And I mean, you see that in the, in the rest of the tournaments that are going on right now as well. It's just all sorts of craziness in the meta. Which is cool. It's exciting to see that like the meta is flexible enough that it's not solved in the first two weeks of playing it. Um, yeah, you do love to see that. Um, so, I mean, I'm excited for for what's going on right now. I'm excited to see what the continued addition of new cards and chilling rain continues to do to the meta. Um, all that aside, yeah. though, our individual performances aside, you know, the players' cup. I guess the the qualification period proper is starting in a couple of weeks here. Um, JW, do you have anything in particular that you would have on your radar heading into that event? You know, given the shifts that we've seen in the last weeks. Yeah, um, I would be a pretty big fan of playing single strike, or excuse me, playing rapid strike Urshifu right now. I think that deck has a lot of options available to it. Uh, I think it can be pretty much anything aside from, you know, something like Luke Metal, I think would be a particularly difficult matchup. Um, and I also don't hate ADP. Um, ADP is just kind of a, you know, that that dark cloud, but I think it's well positioned uh, now more than almost.